your need-to-know cultural snapshot of Wisconsin and beyond. This is What's on Tap with Sandy Max, a deep dive into all things intriguing, riveting, and entertaining. And now your host for the evening, here's Sandy Max. Good evening. How are you? I am Sandy Max, and I am so glad you've joined me for this hour. I'm excited about this brand new show because you get to hear hear and experience culture and creativity here in Wisconsin and around the world. On the show tonight, we're going to talk about dry January and how you can enjoy dry January in just a moment. But uh, the second half of the show, we're going to pay tribute to Bobby Rivers. You might have heard yesterday that he passed away at just the age of 70. He was a very talented and entertaining entertainment reporter who got his start right here in Milwaukee. And he really brightened the lives of so many people, whether he knew them very well or had just met them or was acquaintances. Uh, I feel like if you became friends with Bobby Rivers, you had a friend for life. And he brought so much to the world for his enthusiasm and encyclopedic knowledge about all kinds of art, from film to theater. Uh, So I'm looking forward to sharing some perspectives and stories from some of his friends and voices you might recognize from Milwaukee uh, and really paying tribute to a person who made the world a better place. So a tribute to Bobby Rivers will start at 630. And we have the song you should hear. And I think you'll think you'll be entertained by it. That'll be just at the end of the show. But let's get right to our very first guest. You've heard of Dry January, where some people decide to not have any alcohol for the beginning of the year as a reset button. Uh, to get in good health or just start a resolution. And somebody who embraced Dry January in a very flavorful way, Go Brewing founder and president Joe Chura on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline. Welcome, Joe. How are you? I am great. Thank you for having me on your show. I'm so excited to be here. Well, thank you for listening yesterday to WTMJ and hearing me and uh, my teammate Bob Brainerd talking about Dry January and damp January, which we can get to. Um, but what an interesting career path you have had. Before we get into the nitty-gritty of non-alcoholic beverages and just how good they can taste, you've had a really interesting career journey. Can you explain that? Yeah, I actually started off as a assembly line worker at Ford Motor, Co- Ford Motor Company for five years. My dream was to build uh, companies when I was working on the assembly line, and then little did I know, 20 years later, I would have built a software and tech company, some of the, some of the fastest-growing companies in the U.S., sold them, and thought I achieved my dreams. But what I realized quickly thereafter is there was so much more uh, to life. And I started drinking a little bit more than I should. I was relaxed a little bit too much, started to gain weight, not feel great. And finally, in the middle of COVID, my wife and I turned to one another. We're about 40 pounds heavier than we are today. And we said, enough's enough. Let's go and, and do a challenge, very similar to, to dry January. We abstained from alcohol. Weight started melting off. I felt mentally clear. And more importantly, I had way less anxiety. And I just felt super great. I, you know, I, I say I had superpowers. <laughs> that's what it felt like. Because I was under the cloud of alcohol for so long and didn't even realize it. So I... I uh, decided to um, uh, create a non-alcoholic brewery because what really got me through is having an N.A. beer because it curbed my craving finally for once in my life, and I felt like what it was like to be on the other side. Well, you can enjoy the flavor of beer without the without the full effect because I, think, I don't think anybody wants to give up flavor 
as the old commercials go, but you want that effect. And because you were so innovative going from the car production line to car software and having the money to invest in non-alcoholic beer creations. That yeah, absolutely. Had, I would say that had to have been sort of fun to experiment with you and your bride. Oh, oh yeah. No, it was, it was so fun. And, and by having her do it with me, it just made the world of difference. The, um, the beauty about the non-alcoholic beer, too, is we use the same ingredients as you would find in regular beer. And it's, it's, the, it's the one non-alcoholic product that I could say that tastes exactly like the real thing. In fact, we'll be at beer fests with these beer connoisseurs, and we'll do a mystery taste test comparing one of our styles to an alcoholic version. And 50% of the consumers get it wrong. They can't even tell ours doesn't have alcohol. It's that close to the real thing, which makes your body, your body and mind think you were drinking alcohol, which is the whole point of this. And that's what's interesting, because you were nice enough to send over a six-pack sampler, so I've gotten some of my WTMJ teammates. In the next break, we are going that's to... my favorite. Yay, we're going to sample. And I did enjoy, because I did think about maybe I should bring in a beer to compare, but that didn't seem right, I just because I just want to enjoy this purely. But the other thing that I really enjoyed about going to gobrewing.com, because I'll be honest... I'm considering doing dry January because I was joking around over the summer. There was like a stretch of like five days where I didn't, I didn't go out and socially. And I just, I hadn't, I knew that I hadn't had a beer or had a drink for like five days. And I went to brunch with a girlfriend of mine and she was like, your skin looks really good. And I was like, that's the only thing I can right? figure is I right? was just hydrating and I backed up the alcohol and I've heard of damp January. So I'm like, maybe if I just have a little bit less for the reset button, but there's no doubt that moderation is better for your health but you don't have to give up on the flavor as you're dedicating to high quality so i took the the test the quiz on gobrewing.com of your flavor profile because i'm i tend to be a porter gal you can probably hear in the background (laughs) the cans popping looking forward to tasting these but one of the most interesting things about your pop quiz is when you find out which flavors will best match your palate based on your choices Not only are your beverages inspired by delicious ingredients and the right hops, but each each beer has a person who has inspired the brew, whether you know them personally or whether they're a public figure like Carl Sagan, the legendary astronomer who inspired one of the beers that I will be trying. How do people inspire your ingredients at Go Brewing? Well, I'm so impressed that you found Carl Sagan because that's a that's a nice Easter egg for our <laughs> gold medal, our gold medal pilsner. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, really, you know, part of my story too is I created a podcast called Not Almost There, and I would I would really explore mindset and just I would interview these people that weren't necessarily famous, but their stories had to be told. And I thought, man, what a good opportunity to create a beer and pay homage to some of these amazing, remarkable people and all our beers. Our names are inspired by someone or or a group of people, which is pretty exciting. You can find your inspiration in many places. Well, we are setting out the beverages here. Um, you have kind of gone, I'd say you've gone all the way in, capital D, dry, capital J, January. But for people who are maybe not as fully committed as you, do you have some tips for people who are considering getting into it? Because 31 days can sound kind of intimidating. Yeah, it, it definitely can. And this isn't about necessarily abstinence. It's about moderation. It's about being in control. And many people say, hey, this is going to be easy for me. I don't drink a lot. And that's fantastic. But, you know, I wasn't that way. I'd have a few, a few beers. Those few beers would turn into more. 
And, and I just needed to stop completely. So what I would say is that um, the first thing that you should do, and this, is, this sounds a little crazy, is plan a vacation. And what I mean by that is... You have my attention you, now, Joe. Not only yeah, do I right, get to right, enjoy some uh, flavors, yeah. I get to plan a vacation. Yeah. What do you mean? A hundred percent. Because uh, one thing that's really helped me is looking, looking outward, especially being in Chicago, Wisconsin, the Midwest in March just isn't great. So think about a 5K run or a marathon or a chess tournament, whatever it is, a challenge outside the area. Do it, plan it for like March or, March or April. And then what happens is you're going to want to train for that. So you're going to wake up in the morning and you are going to replace this negative habit of drinking because you're not going to want to do this hungover with a positive habit. So I'm training for a race in Washington, D.C. in March, for example. Now every day I have some meaning behind my workouts. And that, and that takes away from that feeling that I'm going to get at 5 o'clock or at night thinking I want a beer because I know how I'm going to feel in the morning. I'm not going to feel like I want to do it. So Thanks. that's a superpower tip right there. Yeah. Yeah. Build yourself for success. I like that one. So we are chatting that's with right. Joe Chura, president and founder of Go Brewing, and he is a master at non-alcoholic beer, which isn't anything that I thought I would be interested in, except I am considering the dry January, and I have a group of teammates here. Joe, we're going to sample grapefruit pale ale, the suspended in a sunbeam pills, because I like the name of the brews as well. That's also the part of the creative outlet. And New School Sour. These are the uh, non-alcoholic oh, yeah. beers that uh, we have chosen. So I want to get your uh, insights on the flavor profiles and another tip for uh, jumping into dry and or damp January. When we return with Joe Chura of Go, Go Brewing next on WTMJ's What's on Tap. It is my pleasure, especially considering What's on Tap. To welcome to the show Joe Chura. He is president and founder of Go Brewing, and it is a brewery that brews non-alcoholic beer, which is just in time for dry January. And I I still find the phrase, Joe, who came up with damp January? Oh, that's a great question. I can't <laughs> take credit for that. I have no I have no clue. I like it though, because like you were saying, like I think almost dieting, nobody wants to hear, cut out all sugar. That just sounds like super no fun. Cut back on sugar. Okay, so just like that, I feel like damp January is, okay, try non-alcoholic beers. Maybe alternate them with your regular beers or don't feel. It's another option for people who are doing dry January and can go out with their friends who aren't and not feel out of place. Yeah, 100%. And it's, it's funny because loss aversion is a real thing. So no one likes anything taken away from them. In fact, we thought about this. Mm-hmm. So our slogan at Go Brewing is simply drink more beer. And <laughs> we're going to have that on billboards. We're, we're going to scream it because you can. You can drink more beers, less calories. It's better for you. The calories are coming from grains, not alcohol. And it tastes just like the real thing. That is a great philosophy, Joe, and I'm going to let you go because this is going to be the awkward part. I've always equated this to like if I had a boyfriend who played guitar and he wanted to play me a song, it's that weird awkwardness where they're going to look in your eyes right. while they're playing it for you. And I'm like, well, I don't want to tell him I'm like not all sold in. So we're going to taste test. I have Aaron, Sam, and Jessica in the studio with me, WTMJ teammates, and uh, we are going to sample your beers. You can watch live stream at YouTube right now or later and see our genuine reactions. But I want to get honest reactions so that oh, we... I'm excited. Oh, okay, yeah. good. Yeah, that yeah. Be- because I also saw that on gobrewing.com is you have all of the the range of reviews. If somebody thinks your beer isn't great, you leave that on there. 
because they'll say it didn't it didn't live up to my expectations and if somebody gave it five stars you'll leave that review on there as well so we want to give it an honest taste test do you have one tip joe for how to you know wine you swirl around in your mouth do you just sip a beer a non-alcoholic beer and enjoy it and and assess from there i'm so i'm so glad you asked me this because i was going to say the first thing you should do with that sour is replace that beer glass and get a nice nice wine glass a stemless wine glass Pour it in there. You're going to see the way it looks, and it's just going to – you're going to be able to taste it just by looking at it. I promise you that. The, okay. the Pilsner, you're going to want to pour that in a nice tall glass. And that Grapefruit Pale, that's a beta beer. So that's a beer we're probably not going to make again. It was, it, It's a special beer. Ooh. And uh, and definitely give give that, that a go as well. But um, the other thing I was going to say before you throw me out of here and I watch this live <laughs> – is we're super excited to be at Woodman's, Marsh Cheese Castle, uh, Why Not, Timer's Beverage, Discount Liquor yeah. in, in, uh, in the area. Um, you could find us online at gobrewing.com or on Amazon as well. But we're going to be in more and more bars and restaurants and stores in your area, and we're super proud of that. Well, we'll stay in touch. I'll check back in with you because I am considering dry or at least a damp January. So I do want to expand my horizons. Oh, I'm going to stock you up. And I'm I... stock you up for sure. <laughs> well, Joe, I just did a happy dance because you will see when you suggested the new school sour that we should have it in stemless wine glasses. I will have you know that's exactly what we have it in. Yes. We're walking Fantastic. the walk. And, so and, and I'm going to send you a stout, too, because we have this amazing donut stout we just came out with. We found out you like stouts right after we mailed it. And I was like, oh, I wish I would have had a little more time. But That's, don't worry, I'm going to make up for it. Like you said, your slogan is drink more beer. We can apply ourselves to that. Everyone say thank you to Joe Chura, president and founder of Go Brewing. Happy New Year to you. And I look forward to chatting with you again, Joe. Happy New Year. Thanks so much for having me. My pleasure. So we toast to Joe and... Like I said, if you go on the uh, YouTube stream, you can see us sampling, and we're going to give you our honest opinion. Um, let's quickly introduce uh, WTMJ producer Aaron Pelican. Hey, Sandy. <laughs> WTMJ producer who you hear on Wisconsin's Afternoon News, Sam Butson. Hey, Sandy. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. And Jessica Gatso from WTMJ Newsroom. Hi, Sandy. Thanks and for having us. You're welcome. Uh, we'll, we won't take too long, but Jessica, you've also been doing research on dry bars and mocktails and the dry January. Yeah, and there's actually a cocktail bar that's opening just in time, I think, for uh, Dry January, or at least the new year that's going to serve a a lot of options where it makes it very simple to have that non-alcoholic version of a cocktail. The menu's going to have everything exactly the same, either alcohol or not is the only difference. It's wonderful to have options. So uh, you can (laughs) tell we are going to try, first and foremost, the new school sour aroma assessment, anyone? It smells great. I love the smell. Yeah. Blueberry and strawberry in this non-alcoholic brew. And here we go. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. The slurp. I'm surprised. I really oh. like it. It reminds me of Lion Kugel's Berry Vice. Yes, mm-hmm. and that's good. Which I love mm-hmm. in the summertime, cold. Jessica, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I like it. Okay. Yeah. Lots of fruit. Fruit, I love. But and- not sweet. Exactly. Exactly. Which is what I like about it. Are it's sour, it's fruity, but a, not too it's sweet. It's a sour. Is that a normal sour thing that it's like sweeter? Here's what I'm going to tell you. I don't normally lean towards a sour, okay. so I wasn't sure I wanted to try this, but the but the group decided around me. I'm, I'm for fine this one. with that. All right, <laughs> Jessica chose. Well, I think you chose wisely. I would definitely drink that. And if you served that to me at your place and I didn't know that it wasn't fermented and it wasn't beery, 
I wasn't actual alcoholic beer, I wouldn't know. So that's not a, a big adjustment for me. Let's go to the dun, da, da, da. suspended in a sunbeam pills with mm. German malt and hops. Just like the name of this one. Right? I, I know. I, I'm a sucker for that. It's also like when you shop for wine and you look at the pretty labels. Mm-hmm. And these also have very artistic, colorful labels as well. Here's the pills to your health, everyone. I like the texture of the pills because it's more bubbly than the sour was. Mm-hmm. That definitely feels like a, a light beer to me. Yeah. Very that's, light. That's yeah. smooth. I like that. I like that. I think that one, that's right up my alley right there. Now, Aaron, before we try the third one, uh, when we were talking about trying non-alcoholic beers and would you be in or out of a dry January, you have a lifestyle. You have a loved one who isn't drinking. Yeah. Yeah. My girlfriend, Olivia, does not drink. So this is always something that... You know, comes up. Yeah, I want to go out and have a good time, but you know, she doesn't. So we always try to find a good balance well, between the two. She wants to have a good time. She well, just doesn't yeah. want to sip the alcohol. Of course, there's a, right. there's a difference. Thank there. you for catching me there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we're always trying to find the balance. So this stuff is perfect. I love trying this stuff. You can have a six pack, take it home, and have the best of all worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the grapefruit pale. It smells a little grapefruity. I so I feel the aroma. Sam, have you sipped? I sipped and it's I, I I like the fruitier stuff. Like the last one was definitely beer, but this is like this is good. This is sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Jessica, your thoughts? Very grapefruit. <laughs> mm-hmm. But but I like it. As it should be. Yeah, kinda same. I'm getting a lot of that grapefruit. Um yeah, can hardly even it tell didn't, it's a... it didn't make me pucker. But you're gonna say you mm-hmm. can't tell that it's yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I like this a lot, actually. My favorite was the Sunbeam Pills because it had the texture, the the effervescence of it a did. beer it that I'm a used good, to. A mouthfeel, a very good mouthfeel to it. Your favorite, Aaron? I'll go with the Pills. Very good. Yes. The Pills? I'm going to say sour. I, I'm surprised. I wow. might be a sour gal. I liked it. I liked it. It was. It, I didn't. Appre- I didn't like the texture as much. It was a little flat. But hey, I can shake up the can and <laughs> I can fix that in a minute. <laughs> Jessica, your favorite of the Go Brewing non-alcoholic beers. The sour is number one for me, but close second on the pills. I must say. And I'm close second on the sour. All right. So, all right. Right there. Right there. So don't be afraid of the non-alcoholic beers. Go Brewing could be a good gateway. Uh, we also have many wonderful microbreweries here in Milwaukee and throughout Wisconsin. So if you're tempted. Maybe try dry January. Don't be afraid to sip. I'm Sandy Max. We'll be back with WTMJ News and a tribute to the Lake Bobby Rivers next on WTMJ. That is the song. There's no business like show business. Sung by Betty Hutton. He was a sentimental favorite of Bobby Rivers, entertainment reporter who got his career started right here in Milwaukee. He was a kind man. And a true trailblazer who passed away yesterday after battling illness. He was just 70 years old. And he's being remembered by many as a very positive force. He started in the 70s here at 93 QFM in Milwaukee. He was a morning show man there and an entertainment reporter. Wound up working at WISN 12 uh, as an entertainment reporter in a show called PM Magazine. And he just had this very warm presence and a genuine presence and people magazine wrote a tribute to him today and uh, he has such a thorough knowledge of film in particular 
which he was passionate about. And he started a podcast about six years ago uh, called Mocha Man, was the name he gave his podcast. Uh, a man of a certain hue and age, nodding to his skin color and that he was over 50 and carrying an ARP card. Uh, but a very modest man. And if you want to see just some of the passion and depth of his knowledge, he had an online blog that he had going back to 2011, and it's just a legacy of his rich writing about movies and all sorts of knowledge. But he interviewed his very first interview. I was listening to a podcast, uh, catching up on on some of the lore of Bobby Rivers that I didn't know yet. But his very first interview when he was at 93 QFM, which was known as a rock station, was to interview. The epic actress Betty Davis when she was in town and he was nervous because she's iconic and she was suffering no fools. But uh, that made for a good story. So everybody from Betty Davis, Paul McCartney, Lucille Ball, Tom Hanks, I mean, you name it. He pretty much had interviewed them and they all pretty much enjoyed him because he's a naturally warm person. He was a VJ on VH1 in the late 80s. That's how I wound up getting to know who he was. And he was always just considered a very wonderful interviewer because he was curious and he would come up with those questions that no one else did. So uh, he moved from Milwaukee. He lived in New York, worked there. He lived in L.A. Uh, and he was on the Food Network as a host. I mean, he's just one of those people. The more you you look into him, like, oh, gosh, he was kind of everywhere. He even did morning radio with Whoopi Goldberg for a couple of years in the 2000s. Uh, he grew up in South Central L.A., but what brought him to Milwaukee was Marquette University. He went to school here and uh, wound up working on Turner Classic Movies as well. So just a really robust career and a very active person socially, interpersonally, and also online. And when I realized how many people he knew in my circle and just what a good, kind person he was, and in the wake of yesterday, we found out Herb Cole passed away yesterday afternoon, who's a wonderful philanthropist and made such a difference in Milwaukee. Uh, Tommy Smothers, who was a legendary comedian, passed away yesterday afternoon. All these people kind of got were in the news. And I just didn't want Bobby Rivers to get overlooked. So I reached out to some friends of mine who I knew were at least acquainted with him. And I, I learned a lot, first of all. From a friend of mine named Anthony Crivello, a Tony Award winner. You might have heard him on the uh, Christmas special that I did. But he grew up in Milwaukee, and he's uh, performed in the one-man show McGuire. You might have heard about that. And Anthony went to Marquette University, and he shares here how he got to know Bobby Rivers. My name is Anthony Crivello. I got to know Bobby in the, in the you know mid-1970s when I attended Marquette University. Bobby was on campus and we became friends because he would occasionally be involved in the theater department and doing doing shows and um, plays and where we shared a stage. And then just from being around and in, in the department there and, and you know classes, et cetera, I was part of a, a duet with my good friend, Edwards Bickey. He and I would sing in the coffee houses and Bobby was our opening act. And was our MC and would introduce us in the coffee house scene on Marquette's campus in the 70s. Fun. And obviously, then as our fortunes went forward and careers went forward, I would run into Bobby in New York City and when he was working there, you know, with PIX, and I was working on, on Broadway, and we'd get together and grab a bite in a diner and chat. And he would always, um, at one point, I, I, um, I forget if I put it on, I think I put it on my resume. That I had instead of Anthony Crivello, 
I wrote my name out fully in Italian. I wrote uh, Antonio Vincenzo Musumeli Crivello. And he said, Musumeli, what's Musumeli? And I said, that's my mother's maiden name. And so he would, every time he saw me, he would prefer to be as Musumeli. Oh, Musumeli. <laughs> um, he was such a lovely, caring, gracious, open arms uh, guy. He was just a wonderful guy. You know, another thing that we shared was I was just on the fringe of the Market University's campus radio station. And Bobby was like one of the primo DJs and, you know, interviewers at Marquette University, too. So we would cross paths there, too. And they, I think it was got in the basement of, it may have been in the basement of McCormick Hall, if I'm remembering correctly. I know it was one of the dorms. You know, that was the beginnings of it. And then, you know, obviously careers go on and move forward. And he went on to such prominence with the H1 and the Food Network and all of his interviews and NBC and PIX. I mean, all these different things, that, the places that he had worked. He had moved at one point to San Francisco, and I was always saying to him, Bobby, you know, and he was, there were, you know, like all of us, you know, in, in, in any kind of creative arts field, we have our highs and lows, and he was going through a bit of a low. And I said to him, Bobby, move back to Milwaukee, man. You're so beloved there. You have so many contacts and friends, and Milwaukee would, you know, and the state of Wisconsin would embrace you. I mean, but let's face it. I mean, he really became a, an international personality. And he was just such an encyclopedia when it came to movies and film and performances and things like that, which was that was nurtured by his mother, his parents. It started, you know, as his kid growing up in East L.A. and um, and then just sort of progressed from there and into what he became and turned into his career. And that is just a portion of a chat with Tony Award winner Anthony Cravello, who, as you heard, went to Marquette with Bobby Rivers, and got to know him then and stayed in touch with him all along. And you can hear the respect and the fondness in Anthony's voice. Uh, you'll hear more of that conversation on Sunday at noon when we're going to do a fuller tribute to Bobby Rivers. But I've got more stories to share about his impact uh, from local actor and singer-songwriter Joel Kapishki next on What's on Tap, paying tribute to Bobby Rivers on WTMJ. Remembering Bobby Rivers entertainment reporter who got his start right here in milwaukee in the 1970s but uh, managed to have a very flourishing career including writing for turner classic movies he's the one writing those interesting introductions and outros with all the interesting trivia he's been doing that for several years now so sometimes when you see those hosts talking about all that knowledge it's Bobby Rivers' knowledge that you're hearing on Turner Classic Movies. And uh, in the wake of finding out yesterday that he had passed away, a lot of people in our Milwaukee creative community have known him all along. And I got a chance to talk with several people. I'm going to do a fuller tribute on Sunday at noon on What's on Tap. But I wanted to share with you some of the anecdotes and perspectives and stories. We just heard from Tony Award winner Anthony Cravello, who went to Marquette University with Bobby Rivers. And this is uh, some perspective from local actor and singer-songwriter, the very talented and kind Joel Kapishki. And these uh, are his memories. I asked him when he very first met Bobby Rivers. You know, I don't, I don't even remember when the first time I met him. Um, I remember I you know, knew who he was from, you know, he was, a, he was what some of us used to refer to as Fim, uh, famous in Milwaukee. Um, <laughs> back in the old days, and I remember seeing him, I think, in a Shorewood Players show 
So it's like we knew him from his TV stuff and things like that. And this was probably early 80s. Um, and, he, and he was just in, he was in a show. And I didn't really meet him back then. Um, I met him a number of years later. I think, I think he was hosting an event where Anthony Cervello, um, another Marquette grad who went on to great things, was in town doing a fundraiser or something. And, and I was there and met Bobby there. And we just, we just really hit it off. And we stayed in touch. And over the years since, depending on where he was living and my travels, we met up and had coffee or lunch in, in New York and in Sacramento and in the Twin Cities um, and just stayed in touch, um, you know, mostly through, you know, through texting and things like that. It does seem like if you became acquainted with Bobby Rivers, that you tended to be a lifelong acquaintance or friend and you're not yours isn't the only story of hey wherever i was and if he was there and he was always game to have a cup of coffee or a lunch or a meal and that those times were just like you hadn't missed a beat absolutely we'd message each other or something we'd see something funny online and we'd send it to each other things like that things that i thought he would get a kick out of he was just such a lovely kind-hearted person and so smart and clever. It was always just a delight to hang out with him. We would laugh. Oh my God, we would just laugh about that. whatever. Talk about whatever was going on in each of our lives and what's going on in the world. And he would, you know, he would just always have, like you said, such light, such brightness to bring to any of our interactions. You know, how smart he was and how clever he was and how charming and kind. You know, I think that's what made him as successful as he was in his in his career as well which personally i think deserved to to be far more successful i think he could have done so much more if given given the opportunity because he was he was such a great interviewer and of course that comes through on a personal level with conversations as well he's a great listener and would ask really interesting questions and so he was such a great interviewer and back on his VH1 show and and all those those other old clips you see of him interviewing these movie stars. And he always got such great interviews because he was so smart. He had done his homework. He was fun to interact with. And he would ask interesting questions. He wasn't asking the same questions everyone else was asking. He just lit up the screen and could really go toe-to-toe with these movie stars in a way that they just loved. I mean, Robin Williams fell in love with him, bantering back and forth with him. And uh, boy, if you can, if you can um, banter with Robin Williams, uh, boy, you, you're doing it with the best. You certainly are. That is uh, Joel Kapischke, local actor and singer-songwriter who, and longtime friend of Bobby Rivers. And you can hear more stories and anecdotes like this and sharing memories and the accomplishments of Bobby Rivers on Sunday at noon, a special edition of What's on Tap as a tribute to Bobby Rivers, who started his career here in Milwaukee. And if you have a story to share, I welcome it. I'd love to learn more. Email me, sandy at WTMJ.com. That's S-A-N-D-Y at WTMJ.com. If you have an anecdote or a story to share about uh, an exchange you had with Bobby Rivers. On Sunday's show, you'll hear more from Anthony Cravello, Joel Kapischke, Peter Jest of Shank Hall, Frank Dotzer, a videographer who was working on a podcast with 
Bobby Rivers and talked with him as recently as last week. And also, Victor DiLorenzo of Violent Femmes has a story to share. So that, that will be Sunday at noon, What's on Tap, a tribute to Bobby Rivers. And also, Debbie Lazga has a memory to share. That's Sunday at noon. Next, it's the song you need to hear on WTMJ. And now, feast your ears. This is the song you need to hear. First bloke's going to be playing at 10. These go to 11. With reminiscing about Bobby Rivers starting his commercial radio career at 93QFM, the legendary Milwaukee rock station, and that's where I wound up starting my commercial radio career in the 90s, a musical birthday of note stood out to me today. Why? Because it reminded me of QFM. Edgar Winter has a birthday today, so happy birthday to Edgar. He was my very first in-person interview at QFM at Summerfest in what we called the Rock Hut. I remember him being quite nice, and yes, he made a visual impact uh, with the white hair and the sunglasses and very lights. I saw him again at Summerfest in 2018. He was great, brought out a guitar and was full of energy. So in honor of Edgar Winter's birthday, let's take a free ride with the Edgar Winter Band on WTMJ. 